everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by HypeBot.com. Thank you to Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot. We love you Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bruce. All your support. It's awesome. Um, so, Jay, we are flying solo uh, day after the 4th of July. I hope everybody had a great holiday. Absolutely. Um, but this gives us a chance to just kind of chat amongst ourselves, which is something we don't do enough of. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love all of our guests, but, you know, yeah. we just don't have enough time for us to just... That's right. Some of our best shows have just been where a guest canceled at the last minute and we just got on and started talking. But that's kind of the genesis of me joining you was, you know, we would have these coffee talks and it was like, well, why don't we just, you know, <laughs> yeah. do this online? Yeah, yeah. Let's just record what we're talking about. So exactly. anyway... Um, this is an interesting conversation this week, and I don't, you know, what would we call this? It's based off of a conversation we've had, mm-hmm. and you started jotting down some notes, and you call it five levels, five strategies. Yeah, and it's basically, you know, you and I agreed that you can't treat every fan the same. They're just not. The The level in which they're engaged with an artist varies so greatly, and we started talking about that and kind of came up with um, five different levels of fandom, uh, for lack of better term. And then we started kind of going into those and looking at, you know, what does that look like and how would you market to those people? Yeah, so bas- basically what we're doing here is we're creating a, a, a pyramid of your fan base. And you've probably seen, you may have even seen this before related to fans, but you've probably seen this related to many things. You know, at the very bottom of your of your pyramid, it's a wide base of fans, and at the very top, it's it's a very few uber diehard ultimate fans. Right. And and this is something that I know you and I in our day to day activities with clients is always there. We understand it. We're always looking at how do you identify those fans and how do you move them up this pyramid. Right. Um, right. And I think part of that is because you and I fall into that pyramid for various artists that we either work with or just love. And so we know that fan mentality at those different levels. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think we, we, I say this so many times, a musician should not forget what it's like to be a fan. In order for you to market to your fans, you have to remember the fan mentality. You have to be a fan. It's hard for you to be a fan of yourself. You can love your music, but you can't truly be a fan of yourself because you're on the inside. Fans are always forever on the outside. But you've got to be a fan of somebody. I don't care who it is. Are you a fan of Metallica, of the Beatles, of Aerosmith, of, of whoever it is? Put your shoes on. Of being that yeah. fan, and remember yeah. what it what what it takes for you to get the goosebumps to to engage with that artist. What do you desire? What do you dream about? You need to think about that when you're dealing with your fans. So hopefully, this discussion will help define these these five basic levels of fandom that I think every every musician, no matter how big you are or successful you are has these levels there's yeah. the, the difference is how many people are in each level of the pyramid right. if you're a brand new band it may be one 
but but it's still there. It's still there. So let's let's sort of just quickly define the five levels of fandom, starting at the very bottom. The bottom yeah. being the base, and yeah. and um, just before coming on here, we actually had a, a discussion about this, um, and we've just so you guys know, we kind of switched our original four and five. We switched them around. Um, so right now, the bottom layer of your pyramid is what we would call dormant fans. Right. And right. a dormant fan is somebody who was a fan of you. And at some point, something changed in their life, in their relationship with you, that they stopped being an active, engaging fan. Um, and and it's not because... It, well, it could be a variety of reasons. It could be... A lot of reasons. You released an album they didn't like. You went in a direction they didn't like. It might have nothing to do with you, actually. It might be their life changed. They got married. They've got kids. They've got a new job. They their no musical longer, taste may have changed. It, you know, lot, They could have grown out happened, of it. Yeah. Right. But I yeah. think what you need to recognize is there's this group of fans out there who are dormant. Yeah. And um, that would be the very bottom of your fandom are these dormant fans. We'll come back and deal with each one a little bit yeah. more in detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. The number four level are potential or casual fans. And I think this is kind of obvious to everybody. You know, the casual fan... This is the person who, you know, likes your music, knows who you are. Sure. Might go to a show, but has no burning desire to go to a show. Has no right. burning desire to find out when the next album is coming out. If Not particularly engaged. Not particularly engaged, but, you know, if, if they're... If they're, they surf, like if they're surfing the web and they see a link that says, here's a new video, they'll check it out. So those are casual fans. Um, the next level up is where we start really kind of getting into, I think, the fans that most artists are, are focused on and worried about. These, these are your engaged fans. Right. This is where you now start getting fans who are active online. And Just at maybe varying degrees, Varying right? degrees. You know, they may like your page. They may follow you on Twitter. Um, they, they may, um, you know, stream your music. They may share your music. Um, they, they've got various degrees of active involvement in being engaged with you. Um, next step up from there are what we call super fans. Yeah. And, and these are fans that, that really start getting involved with you at all levels. Um, they buy your merch. They buy meet and greets. They stream repeatedly. Um, they're joining your email list. They're reading your emails. Maybe they support you in crowdfunding. Um, they go to your concerts. Maybe multiple, maybe one or two shows they go to. They might pre-order music or pre-order tickets because they're they're that big of a fan. And and for the most part, they're. Um, an evangelist for you almost. They're not afraid to go out there and say, hey, new album's out, I love it, check it out. Um, 
And at the very top of this pyramid is something you call the ultimate fan. Right. And these are very few. I mean, let's let's not fool ourselves. These there's very in all levels of artists, there's a very small number of ultimate fans. And these are yeah. the fans that like follow you on tour. Not just go to two shows, but fly to Europe, fly to Japan, go to 12 shows across the US. They right. they they build their vacations around your activities. Multiple paid meet and greets, you know, it's quality over quantity with these fans. They're the ones that you know if you're the band they know by name usually who this group of people is. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, these are fans who, frankly, probably build their lives around you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people might think that's a little crazy or funny, but every artist has those fans. Sure. And, and you should be really thankful for those fans. They spend their disposable income pretty much all of it goes towards you in some level that's the very peak the ultimate fan so yeah. so what you need to learn is how to identify the fans in each one of these levels and the goal should always be moving fans up a level you know right. how can you move number five up to number four some number fours to three threes to twos can I get one of those number two fans to become an ultimate fan? Um, and yeah. I think that's that's what we really want to focus on in this this discussion is yeah. how to identify them. What, yeah, how to identify them, and then you know, as we talked about, how to market to them, and how you know, how do you reach and engage those different levels because there are different tactics at every level different tactics and they're going to want something different at every level um you know i I, what i would add to all of this is through all of your different levels always keep in mind that the number one thing your fans want is recognition so it's almost like no matter what level you are at they'd want to be recognized for what they are doing to contribute to be your fan yeah so keep that in mind as you're looking at this stuff because it sometimes can be very easy to engage with these fans and give them the recognition they want it's just the recognition of an ult that the ultimate fan might want is a little different than the recognition you need to give to you know a number three level engaged fan. right right some of these fans, you know, think of it as a tribe and they want to be part of your tribe and they want to be recognized as part of your tribe. So whether it's listening to your music, you know, with their windows down so other people can tell that they're a fan or wearing your, you know, your logo on their t-shirt or their ball cap or, you know, all the way up to the things that they post, you know, on their socials, um, these fans want to be part of your tribe and they want to tell people about it. Yep. So so let's 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 go down to the bottom the the bottom level, the dormant fan. Yeah. Um you know, I guess I would add up front if you are a brand new band, 
you may not have dormant fans. You haven't been around long enough for a fan to love you and leave you yet. Yeah. But I think everybody needs to be aware of this level of fandom because these fans are out here. The longer your band exists, the longer you exist as a musician, that you keep doing this, the greater chance the dormant fan base is going to grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know there 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 there's a, there's a saying you know you want you want to pick the low hanging fruit. It's always easier to pick the low hanging fruit than go out there and plant the seed and grow a new tree and everything else. This is low hanging fruit. A dormant fan. This is somebody who did like you. Yeah. How do you find a dormant fan though? That's the question. Right. And this happens to everybody. You see it whenever, like, you know, when the police did the reunion tour or, you know, Kiss reunited, the Sex Pistols reunited or whatever it was. All of a sudden, these dormant fans came out of the woodwork and, you know, they're sold out tours and tons of merch sold. The potential is out there and I see it all the time. But to your point, you know, I think that this is one of the most difficult of all of these to reach, reignite, re-engage, because sometimes, as we touched on before, it might be that they've outgrown you. Maybe what you're doing is, you know, uh, like let's use the example of a boy band. Sometimes these young women become women, and they outgrow the music. Not a ton you can do on that, although things are cyclical. They come around. Look at NSYNC and Backstreet Boys doing reunion tours, and some of these women that are in their 30s and 40s are going to see them. It's a cycle. Um, you could say the same for Kiss. So keeping in mind that just because they're dormant today doesn't mean that in the future they're going to be dormant. And frankly, you can find them. You know, you can find them online. You can find them via advertising. But I think you need to have a compelling message to reignite them you know what's the narrative what's the story it can't just be you know you've got a new record coming out because when you go to see a band like you know well i won't name names but there's some like heritage artists and when you go see them live they're amazing but when they play something off their new album everybody goes to the bathroom or goes to get a drink they're there to experience you know uh, their youth or what happened before so you can reignite dormant fans but I think you just have to be aware of where you are in that cycle. Well, and I think the biggest challenge with a dormant fan, just because of exactly what they are, you may not have a direct way to communicate to them. They are not on an email list. They probably have not liked your Facebook page. They're not following you on Twitter. They're not active. They're not anywhere that you as an artist would normally use as a channel to communicate. Your fans above this, they're are, they're, 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 there's ways to get in touch with them. So, so you know, finding the dormant fan, you might sit there and go, well, how the hell do I find this person who stopped liking me? If they're not on my email list, if they don't like me, how do I communicate to them? Well, this is where you've got to think like a fan. So, I and, and I will speak from experience here. So... My other podcast is a podcast on KISS. And we hear feedback from our listeners weekly. 
And and I kid you not, it's almost once a week we hear from somebody who says, man, you reignited my love for the band. I stopped being a fan, blah, five years ago, ten years ago, thirty years ago, for whatever reason. And I discovered you because I was on YouTube and YouTube recommendations. I was watching a video and then it recommended you. Or I had a friend who is still a fan and he was talking about it and got me curious. So I checked it out. And you've reignited my love for what I loved about the band. They may not love what is happening now, but they are now re re-exploring the albums the music what they loved their memories their passions um so based on that sort of feedback what i from what i'm hearing a lot of times a dormant fan is hanging around with somebody in one of those other levels maybe an ultimate fan a super fan an engaged fan Mm -hmm. they're friends because at the core, they those those people have the same interests. They they both grew up best friends, loving rock music. They stayed right. friends. One person stayed deeply entrenched in rock music, and the other one went off and became the dormant fan. But they're still communicating. They still hang out together. So this is where you want to use the other levels of your fandom to become evangelists for you and and encourage them to talk the more they talk about what they love the more they talk about what they saw what you're doing maybe they're going to get that dormant fan reignited maybe you need to reach out to um fan communities whether it's a facebook group whether it's a fan podcast a fan website whatever it might be and and become involved with them so that they can communicate to the fandoms the fans out there yeah and and what i saw was the biggest switch for turning on dormant fans is memory memories of what they loved so remind them why they became a fan in the first place yeah you don't you're not going to bring back a dormant fan by saying I got a new album coming out next month. No. You're going to bring back the dormant fan saying, "Man, remember that song that came out 15 years ago that was played at high school and you played it at the beach over the summer and how great it was?" You got to bring them back that way before you're going to be able to get them moved up the chain yeah. of buying everything else don't immediately think you can bring a dormant fan back in and start selling to them that dormant fan is just if you can find them bring them back in to realize you're still here to realize how great it was and hopefully you can just move them up from level five to level four right nothing is more powerful than word of mouth when you get a recommendation from a friend about a song or an album, that is 
thousands of times more powerful than seeing an ad online or an email or something in someone's socials. If if I were to say, "Hey, Michael, you got man, you got to check out this band. They are so good." Chances are you'll you'll hit the play button and check it out. But you see so many ads during the day. So I think what you're saying is is absolutely right. When you have these other levels of fandom. And you encourage them to tell their friends, spread the word, make them part of your street team, maybe even give some of them the tools to kind of help spread the word. Blogs are really important because you develop a relationship with certain blogs and you trust and you um, become part of that. Um, And there's when they write something, you take it to heart a little more than you would maybe if you read the newspaper. Um, yeah, Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and some of these things, they're, they're very powerful too, but for a dormant fan, I think it really comes down to more of a grassroots kind of approach. Yep. And, and if a dormant fan happens to reach out to you directly, just like, you know, you get the message on Facebook or on your email, your contact page, a fan that just says, Hey, you know, man, I loved you guys. You were great. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. You need to be able to recognize that that is the dormant fan. And that's the fan that it's worth you saying, you know what? Give me your address. I'll send you my new album. I'll send, I want to send you a t-shirt to say thank you. That's how you can really hook them, so to speak. Because they'll tell other people because, as well. Because now, now they're like, wow, they, they gave me the new album for free. I wasn't even looking for that. I was just wanting to share my love for them. Or they sent me a t-shirt. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, that might be all it takes for you to get them to move up that next level, get their contact information, whatever it might be. So p- part of what all of these different levels are, are things you can do to recognize and reward the fans at those different levels. Absolutely. So again, a dormant fan, don't be afraid to give them free music. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's no loss to you to send out digital files to a fan that may or may not be there tomorrow, but they were a fan at one point in time. So maybe you can win them over. And, And to your point earlier, don't be selly. Don't be, you know, buy my album, see my show, buy my album. Uh, that's not going to work with these guys. Yep. Um, so level number four are potential or casual fans. So yeah. um, these are fans that, again, they are aware of you. They may have listened to some of your music, but you're not that important to their life. It's no big deal if they miss your concert coming to town. It's no big deal if they don't get your album for three months after it comes out. They have no burning desire to wear your t-shirt. But they're fans enough. They've got nothing against you, let's put it that way. Yeah, they'll go to a show here and there. They'll buy, not every album, but they'll buy some of the releases. Maybe some of their friends or fans. You know, And I think with potential fans slash casual fans, I think that's where you have some tremendous upside. I think those are the folks that already have some of your music and have already seen you live. Um, there's a lot of potential there to move them up in the pyramid. And, and there's a number of fairly good ways and simple ways to find potential slash casual fans that are out there. Again, they may not be on your email list. They may not have liked your Facebook page yet, but they're active enough in the music communities right. that that you could find them through 
a common technique is the look-alike. Yeah. If you're a fan of this artist, you might be a fan of that artist. Yeah, you have the same attributes. Right. So you can use Facebook, boost a post, put a Facebook ad out there, target, target a look-alike it. audience. Yeah. Um, bands in Town Promoter. Bands in yeah. Town Promoter is an amazing tool for that. Uh, we're both big fans of, of Bands in Town, how you can you know target like comparable artists it's inexpensive you get a really high open rate and click-through rate you know i know you know we've had those guys on the podcast in the past and i i think that's key i also think that you know they in bands in town manager they tell you here are what other people or other artists um you know that your fans that you're targeting are looking are listening to um but also spotify insights you know apple music uh, insight really granular and find out what artists you should be targeting that would probably love what you're doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, again, the, 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 the base of potential casual fans is really huge. Yeah. Um, it, it's probably the it, biggest. It's probably biggest. It's it's bigger than your dormant fans, but we put dormant yeah. at the bottom just because of what they are. But yeah. the base of potential casual fans, I mean, you know, these are the people who who might go to the reunion show by band ABC because it's just a memory. Yeah. They're a casual enough fan. You know, is there something you can do at the show to capture them and move them to the next level? Join yeah. an email list. I'll give you a new CD for free. Um, you know, there's just there's various things you need to think about. How do you how do you reach out and find those casual fans and and show that you're active is what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the next level up from there, number three. This is where you start. It's it's the heart of the pyramid. This is probably the area. I would venture to say most musicians and most artists just focus on this section right here. Yeah. Item number three, your engaged yeah. fans. Yeah. Um, you know, they are active online. They've subscribed to your email list. They, they may post about you every once in a while. They may have supported you on crowdfunding. They stream your music. You know, you think of this They're as, already doing those things. You right? go, these are my fans. These are my fans right here, this group. Um, you know, Finding them, identifying them, much easier. Because, again, they're already in your world. Yeah. So that's not the, the necessarily the biggest challenge now. The challenge is, what can you do with these engaged fans? Right. And I always hear, Michael, that the number one reason people don't buy your new album is they don't know it's out. And if you miss on engaged fans, if you can't reach them, in a meaningful way, you're you're leaving fans on the table. You're leaving money on the table. You have to have a strong strategy. If you don't hit anybody else on this list, you know some of the super fans and some of those are going to find you. Engaged fans, you need to reach them, and, and everything below engaged fans, you need to have a strategy to reach those people. Well, and the thing about an engaged fan is, think of it as the trickle down. If the engaged fan knows, they may tell the casual fan. They may inform the dormant fan. 
If that engaged fan doesn't know what's going on with you, they can't do anything else to help the lower base move yeah. on up. Um, yeah. You know, the engaged fan, like I said, they are a fan of you. Their life does not revolve around you. They are not waking up every day going to your Facebook page to see what was posted today. Right. They may do it once a month, or they may just allow Facebook to throw it into their wall. And we all know that a lot of times you miss stuff. So yeah. um, these these are fans that you've got to work at. You know, These yeah. are fans where you've got to recognize them for tweeting about you. Reply to their tweets, retweet their tweets, you know, click the like button on their comments on Facebook, um, answer their comments, uh, you know, active email. I mean, how many artists out there are we talking to right now who have an email list who have never sent something out to their email list? Yeah. Or very rarely. Or, or, I know or once a year you send something out to your email list. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm an engaged fan. There are certain artists that I'm an engaged fan with. And I know you've seen this too, where it might be 90 days after a release, and you're like, oh, I didn't know they had a, had a release out. That's great. And then you go and get it. But that artist, that label, that distribution company, that management, whatever it was, didn't make that connection and didn't know where to find me and didn't know how to engage with me. And this has happened many times with me where a band that, you know, I'm an engaged fan with, they didn't reach me somehow. Well, it, it, and it's not even so much they didn't know how to find you because you were there. You already found them. You put your name on their email list. They just <laughs> and didn't. like them they, on social. They just and, didn't bother to talk yeah. to you. That's That's what it comes down to. At this level, these are fans that said... Talk to me. Yeah. I, I want well, to we talked about that before, Michael. You know, socials need to be a communication, not a barking, at, you know, buy my stuff. It needs to be a relationship, right? right? And when you have that relationship, then you don't miss these opportunities. Right. You know, um, you've, you've seen those socials. We've talked about this where all it is is bands in town notifications, yep. right? Or that's not a communic That's not a relationship. No, not, not, not at all. Not at all. So, so, you know, again, this is where most artists focus their effort on, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you've got to focus on these guys the right way. You've got to rec give them the proper recognition. Um, you know, this is where you start identifying the potential engaged fan who could become the super fan or the yeah. ultimate fan. Who is the fan that you start seeing leave more comments regularly? Who are they? Where are they? What are they talking about? Are they constantly bitching? Are they constantly supporting? Are they asking for help? These are the fans that that you can identify and go, okay, I recognize Joe. Every week, Joe has got a great, well-rounded comment to our post. You know, this is, this is somebody who's great. Um, this is also where you can identify the fans that might be a little bit troublesome, too. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that. So... The next level up from, from number three is your super fan, number two. Yeah. And again, these are guys, not guys, these are, these are people who, who basically are involved in everything you do. They may not entirely build their life around you yet, but they know, they attend, they buy, they speak, um, right. they spend money. 
Yeah, they're engaged. They're engaged. And and I think the key here is they spend money at some level, whether it's buying the music, buying the T-shirt, buying the tickets or whatever. And and at some at some level here with these super fans, you need to start tracking who's absolutely really spending and engaging more with you. Right. And I think one of the things, Michael, that strikes me about super fans is they're evangelists. They're they're gonna if you treat them right and you have that communication with them, that dialogue, you keep them engaged. Um, they're going to tell their friends, they're going to wear your merch, they're going to post about it on socials. People are going to know, oh, that's Joe. He's a whatever fan, you know, and they can help build your brand and bring some of these, you know, dormant fans and casual fans up. Um, so I think having these evangelists on your team is super important. Oh, it's, it's extremely important. Level two and level one are where you also have to start being aware of love and hate. It's a very fine line between love and hate. The fans at level two and level one love you. Love, love, love what you're doing. But it's also very easy for them to become haters. Yeah, because, with a change of musical direction, or just with, how you treat how you treated them in an answer, how you treated right. a friend of theirs. It's very easy. So these are the a political post. These, these are <laughs> yes, these are the groups where you have to pay attention to the love hate that's going on, and be very careful about taking a super fan and turning them into somebody who hates you. Because remember. That super fan influences other fans below them and around them, and they might turn other fans against you as well. Yeah. Um, One of the things I think you know with super fans is it, I think it, be, it starts becoming more important to communicate with those fans, um, thanking them for doing something. Lots to of thank you. Exactly. These are fans who are going to start spending their own money on their own without being told. But this is where giving them recognition is important. This is where you, you need to start paying attention to various avenues of, of statistics that you might have access to. You've got an online store. Who's the who most, your top customers? Who are your top customers? Um, these are where you want to look at your email open rates and go, well, who are the people that are constantly opening the emails? Right. Who's buying the most who's, merch? Who's, who's you know? doing the most clicks in there? Um, yeah. Who's buying, you know, ticket data is a little, little, little messy to be able to get hold of it. But if you're selling your own tickets or you're selling your own meet and greets. There you go. Who's you buying know, Who's them? going over and over and over who's again. Who's buying them over and over again? Not just the how cool it is to see you again, but actually keep that in mind that at the end of the year, man, this guy bought six meet and greets. You want you want to have that sort of data, and you may not use it on an ongoing monthly basis, but at the end of the year, this is where it becomes really important with super fans to maybe give them a little Christmas bonus at the end of the year for out, out even asking, man, you, you spent so much money or you came to so many shows, we're going to send you a free T-shirt. Yeah, just to show our appreciation. We value you. That T-shirt costs you four bucks, okay? And you just send a free T-shirt out to a fan who's going to be floored 
that you thought right. of them to oh, send yeah. them this. And the personal note that you put with that, they're going to take a picture of that and post it on their socials and rave about you. And then other kind of casual fans are going to see that and go, wow, they got a note from so-and-so. Yeah. You, you know, know what? One of the things that that um, when I was working with KISS that, that I would do is at the end of the year, bands, many bands, create their own Christmas cards, holiday cards that they send out for the most mm -hmm. part to industry people. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the great year. We'll see you next year type of thing. Yep. I would always say, listen, give me a couple dozen of your cards. And I would take those and I would have, over the course of the year, identified the super and the ultimate fans. And it's like, I want, give me your, hey, shoot me your address. Sure, what for? I just want to send you something. Boom. They get a Christmas card from Kiss. Yeah. You, you don't believe that that, just their head just explodes going oh my god They'll never they, forget they it. thought enough of me yeah and and what did that card cost a penny to make and yeah. how many cents to mail um you know it's not expensive at the level of super and ultimate fans to give them recognition exactly it's so important you know i received these cards that you're describing from cheap trick for example i saved every single one of those yeah I mean, and I posted them on socials and I told my friends about it. Hey, isn't this cool? You know, and a lot of those are hand signed, not all of them, but a lot of them are. And that's something these fans will never forget. You know, you reach out, you engage them, you show them that they're important to you. Uh, they'll, they'll be lifelong fans. So, so at, at, at this level one and two, this is where you should not be afraid to Send somebody some free merchandise. Send somebody a yeah. free autographed album for not even asking. An autographed yeah. 8x10. Um, hey, you know what? I know you were coming to the show two months from now. We're going to comp you the tickets this time. Or yeah. we're going to comp your meet and greet this time. You've came to six of them already. Next one's on us. You know, don't wait for the ultimate or super fan to get a little frustrated and going, well, how come you never do anything for me? You know, that, that, when you start hearing that frustration of how come you don't do something more for me? And let's, let's be honest, you don't, you're under no obligation to do anything more for them. But this is the first sign of that love hate of yeah. like, they're starting yeah. to get a little pissy, a little upset that they, they, you know, and you can, yeah. you can remedy that before it even happens by doing some of these very simple things to the right. fan base. That's right. And some of these artists that have longevity, if you look back at their track record, you're going to see how they engaged these you know, top two tiers. And in some cases, they hired some of these people. In some cases, they reached out to them for advice. And if you're around long enough... They get into positions in press and in record companies and in you know PR and sync licensing and all sorts of things, and then they start paying you back in professional ways as well. We've seen this over the years. Yep, yep. Um, so you know the ultimate fan at the very top. A lot of what they do is very similar to a super fan. It's just much greater. Yeah. Much much greater, as we said. They they have now built their lives around you. That's they, right. They they are going to, 
you know, the entire East Coast leg of your tour. They're flying to Japan for four shows. They're yeah. going to Australia. They're going to Multiple South America. They go yeah. to all of the meet and greets. They're buying, you know, now you sell stage-played instruments. They're buying five of them. Yep. And, you know, they, they, they buy every new T-shirt that comes out in your store. And they buy, a, you know, you, at, at this level, let's be honest, if you personally don't recognize and know these people by name, you're not paying attention. Right. I've got an example, Michael, of an artist I've worked with for about 15 years, and he tours incessantly, and he has these women, um, and there's probably a half dozen of them that I see at almost every show I go to, no matter where in the country it is, East Coast, West Coast, South, North, it doesn't matter. I see these same people at all these shows, and this artist recognizes them. And they do the multiple paid meet and greets. He always treats them as though they're the only person in the room. He knows them by name. Hey, how's your kid? How's your dog? Let's get a picture together. And these people have multiple pictures, you know, as their profile images and year after year after year. And they are these, you know, ultimate fans because the artist knows to engage them, reward them. You know, let them know, you know, when there's, let's say, a special event, maybe if there's a televised event that they're going to be at or, you know, some kind of special show that they get first crack at tickets and get some of the best tickets. I think there are several artists out there who have these super fans but don't recognize them. Right. And, and I think to your point earlier, I've seen this switch where they go from being this uber fan to I hate this band. And usually it's because of maybe a political stance or a severe change of direction or maybe somebody on their staff treated the person rudely. Um, when you're at that level, your staff has to treat these people like you would. Well, yeah, you may know them. Because you see them, but you have to let your staff and your crew know. These people are fine. Don't hassle them if they're standing around backstage. Um, you know, some bands go to the extent, listen, if that ultimate fan is going to spend their own money to travel the world to see me, they're not going to buy tickets to the show. I'm giving them tickets to any show they want. I'm giving them a, a VIP laminate to every show they want. They don't have to buy the meet and greets anymore. Because... I recognize the fact that they're spending thousands and thousands of their own dollars to go around the world to meet me, and they're they are my ultimate evangelists online. Exactly. Yeah. That you know, giving them that VIP laminate for six shows, please, it's it's well worth it. Letting them get comp tickets, no problem. So, yeah. you know, at 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 the ultimate fan level, that's where you also need to stop thinking about how do I milk them for more money? Because believe me, these people are just spending their money no problem on their own. Yeah, they, I think they, it's they, the opposite. I, I think that, you know, the, the bands, I think, that do it right, give them the tools, you know, like make them your street team. And I don't mean that, you know, in a negative way, like give them early samples of music, give them early images that they can post online and tease their friends. And if you give them tools... 
all of a sudden now your team goes from 10 people to 100 people. Right, right. So, so again, that ultimate fan is going to spend a lot of money in various ways. You know, again, right. they might buy the stage plate. I'm not saying give them the stage plate guitar or bass or whatever. They may buy that anyway. They're buying everything in your online store. They're buying every version of the CD that comes around, around out around the world. Vinyl, everything else. Yeah. This isn't where you need to sit there and go, well, they're not getting in unless they buy tickets. Right. They're At not minimum. Yeah, give, at minimum, give them recognition. Give them that recognition of, yeah, you can come to the meet and greet. You're your, fam- your family. Of course you can come to the meet and greet. Just, you, you, you now know who our production manager is. Just email them anytime and say, I want to come to the show. You're taken care of. And that, that's why the artist has to make sure whether it's somebody in the management office or the road crew person, whoever it is, it's like, you take care. If this person calls you, no question. Just give them what they yeah. need. So so that that's the difference between an ultimate and super fan. Yeah. But again, keep in mind, at that ultimate and super fan level, you can piss them off. And you can drive right. them away. And yeah. it will be... Vi- and I've seen that happen a couple times. And it... It's heart wrenching because to, they'll so tell everyone they know. They will go you online know? and say, "This is exactly what happened, and I'm never going to another show again." And this felt so blah blah, and you know, right or wrong, and it doesn't matter. You're reading this, going, "Oh my god, this is this is the fan that used to be yesterday praising everything, and now yeah. they're destroying everything." Yeah. Yeah. So so. There you go. I mean, that that's your basic pyramid. Yeah. Start paying attention. Start trying to recognize and seek out the fans in each level and give them right. some recognition. And have a plan for each level of how you're going to reach them, reward them, engage them, reignite them. You can't treat every fan the same. No, you, you can't. You can't. And, you know, you... As you do these little special things, it's not something you advertise either because you don't want the level three engaged fan to go, well, how come I'm not getting the free meet and greets and the tickets and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to come right out and say, well, it's because you don't spend nearly as much. So this is something that's done personally, privately. It, you know, you you directly. have you reach out. You have your manager reach out directly and say, "I'm doing this for you." It's a thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so you 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 want to recognize these fans. You want to give them something a little special that reflects their level of more and more engagement. Right. Right. So. Um... Great discussion. I think that, you know, you and I are talking about uh, an article um, that we'll be working on to kind of go into this stuff a little bit deeper. Yep. And then um, as we get, there's so much more to talk about all this stuff. Um, uh, we're also working on an ebook that we will put out, which will go deeper into each one of these levels. Yeah. Specifically, how to identify things, specific tactics to find them specific things to do to reward them. Um, 
you know, this yeah. this is this is something as I said at the very beginning, every artist at every level has this pyramid. It's just some Whether artists you know have some artists have more people in the pyramid and some have less. The longer you exist, hopefully the more people that you can put into this pyramid. Um, and and I would end with don't just worry about focusing on level three. You know, you've got all sorts of levels of fans and you need to deal with all of them. Yeah, spend the time, have a strategy for each level. Yep, yep. There you go. Awesome discussion. Awesome discussion. So um, keep an eye out. We'll let you know when the article comes out and the ebook comes out. And if you've got some questions about this or you've done a little bit of this on your own, love to hear it in comments or emails. Just reach out to us and let us know. And uh, that's another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out of here.